Walking into someone's home is like taking a tiny peek into their soul. What do they value? What inspires them? Like, how do they live? Unless you live the life of a nomad, you spend a lot of time at home. So how does this home support you and how does it support your dreams? Or does it maybe hinder you to become the person you want to be? Welcome to the Healthy and Aligned Podcast. So in today's episode, we take a deep dive into the topic of home and home environment. It is also the month number two of my aligned year. Yay! So you are at the right spot to take a 360 degree look at your life and start designing the life that you dream of. I will share more about my aligned year at the end of this podcast. After our deep dive into the topic of growth and growth mindset during the last month, in this episode, we'll look at your home environment. What does your home mean to you? How do you create your own sanctuary? And who is that person that lives in your home right now? We discuss your home as the incubator of your dreams, the different styles, and how you turn your home into a sensory palace. And we take a brief look at what homemaking is and how you can create the environment of your dreams, or at least a place that will get you to your dreams. Now you might wonder, why is this important? Why do we talk about home environment? And what is the connection between home and health and aligned living? How does it all go together? Just as you fuel your body from the inside with good thoughts, delicious and healthy foods, and so on, it's just important to create a home that lights you up as well, that caters to your needs and where you feel safe to be 100% you. No mask, no guards, no hiding. You can just relax and be who you are. Our home is a sacred space. It's where we get to let down our guards, where we sleep, where we regenerate. It's where we have those deep and vulnerable conversations. Also where we invite our friends to, where we share great laughs, you know. At this point, I do want to acknowledge though that not everyone feels safe and comfortable at the home. Or they might not have felt safe in their childhood at home. And till this day, even as an adult, they're not willing to let their guards down because of some learned behavior. And there are so many reasons why this could be. This could be family members that felt threatening or neighbors or maybe your neighborhood wasn't safe. Whatever it is or whatever it was, this can have a tremendous effect on your health. So if this speaks to you, if you feel not safe at home, let this be your sign that something needs to change about the situation. Do what you need to do to find a home Find a space for yourself where you can feel safe and protected as much as possible. Me personally, I'm very protective about my home. It's mine and my partner's sanctuary. We only invite people into it who we feel comfortable with and who respect our space for what it is. So when you walk into our place, you can get a pretty good idea of who we are, of what we value, we use natural colors, natural materials, 
The place is light and very calm and we intentionally crafted and designed it to be like an oasis that allows us to disconnect from the hustle and bustle of the daily life. Your home is a reflection of who you are. On the one hand, that could be the aesthetics, the decoration, the art you put up, the pictures you use, the little trinkets you use to decorate and spruce up your place with. But also, which book is in direct reach and that you currently read? Is your gym bag ready to go at your front door? Or which appliances are on the countertop in the kitchen? These are all little breadcrumbs of insight into your life and into you as a person. Even those people who don't care too much about aesthetics or about interior design and prefer a very functional home, well, that's something you know about them now. So next time you visit someone in their home, look around, take it all in. What kind of person lives here? Does that image match with how you know that person? Or are there maybe some aspects that you never noticed about them? what they might not show in their whatever public or outside persona. So that's also a very good exercise for your own home. I invite you to just come in through your front door and look at your place. What kind of person lives here? What does this person value? What do they love? How are they organized? And then does this match with how you perceive yourself? Is your home a representation of who you are? And now more importantly, is your home a representation of who you want to be? Your home is the breeding ground for your future. It can support you in your goals, but it can also hinder you in achieving them. If you worked in a corporate job, you have experienced this firsthand in 2020 during the lockdown. Many of us, me included, did not have an office room at home. So much less a proper desk with an ergonomically perfect office chair. Most of us struggled with finding a space where there was enough silence so we won't be interrupted without the mountains of laundry showing in the background of the video call. My problem was that my partner had to start, stay home as well and we only had one table in our two and a half bedroom apartment. So when we had meetings at the same time, we obviously couldn't sit across from each other at our dining table. So one of us had to move to the bedroom and take the call from there. Every time that was me, I didn't feel very professional doing that. Like I would try to keep the camera off, but if we had to put the camera on, I felt very awkward and tried to kind of fake the background and all of these things. So this is a case, this is a good example where my home or our home didn't support our professional goals. Uh, we needed to change something, which we did. We now have two tables in our home in two different rooms. Another example could be that you plan to eat healthier and you want to cook more at home for yourself instead of eating out all the time. However, your kitchen is messy. To boil anything, you need to first take out two pans and three other pots to get to the one pot that you wanted to use. Your dishes are chipped and your plates are your mom's hand-me-downs she gave you when you first moved out. 
So there's nothing wrong with that, but they're definitely not your style. You know, I could go on and on describing this kitchen, but I guess you get my point. The setup is not supportive of the goal. And the goal is to cook at home more often. If that feels annoying, if that doesn't feel inviting, it's not going to help you to reach your goals. Instead, set yourself up for success and design your home in a way that provides you with the right structures to actually be able to reach your goals. There are always so many stumbling blocks on our way to reach our dreams and just let's not have our homes be one of them. Here's what I mean with that. Coming back to the working at home example, after it became clear to us that we will be staying at home for much longer and that even after the lockdowns are removed, we had the option to work from home given by our employers. So we wanted to do that and we redesigned our home pretty much. And somehow we managed to add an office space in our tiny apartment. And I just love this space so much. It's exactly the style we like. It's light and calm, but it's also inspiring and fun. And there's space here to be creative. And we did have to change the setup of the entire home to make this possible. As I said, we live in a two and a half bedroom apartment. But having said that, the setup worked well while we were both in our corporate careers. Now that I have moved to working on Zen and Green full-time, my type of activities have changed to my previous job. I now record videos of myself, for example. But it turns out that our space is not designed to do that. I don't have, you know, that nice corner in which I can fool myself with the right light, a nice background, and so on. So that's my current reality. And it's something that I want to change. My goals have changed and now my home is going to change accordingly. And that's the reality of it as well. We change all the time. And consequently, our homes kind of have to do the same. Don't see your home as, or that the layout of your home as set in stone. You can always adjust everything. Sometimes, it's enough to just add a hook for your gym bag next to your door. Other times it's redesigning the entire place to add an office space. And even other times you might need to move to change your environment or to have that extra room that you need. Now, let's talk style. Everyone has a style. It could be a minimalist, it could be industrial, cottage... Nature, eccentric, colorful, there's so many styles. And even people who don't really care about having a curated or on-theme home, they have a style. You might find your style in the way you dress yourself, what artwork you like, what hobbies you love, or what colors attract you. So don't get me wrong, it's not about having the Insta-ready home. It's about living in a space which represents you and really feels like you. And yes, it might be tricky when you live with other people and you have different styles. But even there, you can always find a common ground. And maybe that means that your basic setup is neutral and each of you has their own nook which reflects who you are or, you know, you have your spaces where you can inject your personality. 
The advantage of finding your style and locking in on it is that you know you will feel at home. Yeah, it's obviously easier when you buy new furniture or decor or whatever and you know your style, you know, makes the entire process much easier. But mainly it's about creating a space that is unique to you, to your preferences, to your values and how you want to experience your home as well. Do you like to invite people to your home and have large dinner gatherings? Is that what you're going for? Yes, nice. Get a large table. Get enough dishes. Get this cute table decor that just screams you. That just screams your personality. And your guests will feel comfortable and relaxed because they come to see you and they come to visit you and they love to find you in your home as well. So if they're comfortable being around you, they will love being in your home. And this also feeds into the idea of allowing yourself to be 100% you in your space. You don't need to hide aspects of yourself, but you can just relax into who you are. So if you are into spiritual practices, you can put up that little altar or put out your favorite tarot card set for you to see it every morning. If you love seeing pictures of your family and friends and you just want to be reminded of the great moments you had with them, put up a photo wall. And the same with your style. If you love the clean look of a minimalist home, do that. If that is you, do it. Or if you're rather eclectic and want a bunch of colors in your home, neon signs on the walls, go for it. Trust me, when you truly sink into who you are and what you like, your place will look amazing. You don't need a interior designer to do it for you or you don't need to study the books or anything. Just sink into who you are and those things will fall into place. And we are multifaceted beings. So if you find yourself with more than one style preference, do a mashup. Go minimalist with your furniture and go apeshit with your wall decor. It's awesome. Everything is allowed as long as you let your personality shine through. And once you do that, your home will feel like your home. And it'll get easier and easier to be yourself in other parts of your life as well. To truly make your home your sanctuary, your temple, have you ever considered the sensory experience of your place? What does your home smell, feel, sound, look and taste like? A lot of emphasis is usually given to the looks of homes and I just did that in the previous segment as well. But what about the other senses? Have you, for example, ever entered a hotel lobby and felt a sensation in your body like you immediately relaxed? or you were stimulated and inspired. So in marketing, the activation of senses is a very known element. That relaxing hotel lobby probably has its own scent. Some relaxing music in the background, probably hardly noticeable. Maybe also an indoor fountain. And the seating elements are soft and inviting. You can get yourself some infused water, or they have that tea at the reception, and the entire space is designed with calm and muted colors. You enter the space and you can't help yourself, but you just have to feel relaxed. 
Some stores and some brands, they use the same tactic. Think um, Abercrombie & Fitch or a Starbucks or even if you go to Disneyland. So why not use this tactic in your own home? What is the sensation that you would like to evoke when you come home? Or when you wake up? Or when you work or you study? When you are winding down in the evening? Activating most or all of your senses can support you in whatever you are doing. We are holistic beings where our bodies are not just a vehicle to carry our hat. Let's go through the different senses and see how we can activate our entire body and get this energy moving to support our goals. Let's start with the smell. What does your home smell like? Do you have any idea? Did you ever pay attention to that? You can use, for example, essential oils in a diffuser to activate a specific transmission in your body that can either calm you down or it can hype you up and it can help you focus, make you sleepy. You know, there are essential oils for any situation. And from my experience, using essential oils is one of the easiest way to activate your body or your senses in a way that can support you in a specific moment or for a specific task. Other scents in your home could be burning incense sticks or palo santo or sage to clear the energies in your space and add a pleasing smell. Cooking and baking are great smells and they activate your digestive systems. So eating something you cooked at home, you're giving your body the chance to activate while smelling the cooking helps you digest better as compared to ordering food that is delivered ready at your door. And then there's also removing bad smells. Bring out the trash. Remove old moldy flowers. And make sure that you clean your dishes on time before they start stinking up your place. And finally, how about regularly airing your place? First thing in the morning or last thing in the evening. Those are my favorites. But go ahead and open your windows. Replace the stagnant air with new fresh oxygen from outside. Maybe... Don't do it during rush hour. On to the next one. Touch. Can you feel your home? So feeling your home is the material mix that we use at home. Like you have cold metal or warm wood, soft linens, smooth stone, structured rattan. Smooth surfaces are important to me. No splinters in the wood or... No chipped quarters at my dishes where I could cut myself. But how about your bed? How about your sofa, your armchair? Does the material feel soft and inviting? Do you have smooth pillows and maybe a blanket? Who else hates scratchy blankets? You know those, those old ones? They look really nice and you cut yourself into it and you just want to scream. <laughs> so ideally those surfaces are all soft. That they have different structures. Like use linen throw pillows and a knitted blanket on a cotton armchair. There you have three different structures and they're all soft and they feel very nice to the touch and very inviting to sit in. Another one, what does your floor feel like when you walk barefoot at home? Do you have cold tiles? Do you have carpets, wooden floors? It all adds to the sensory experience of touch. So when you sit in your cozy armchair with those 
soft throw pillows and the knitted blanket. Maybe think about adding the fluffy carpet underneath your feet so you can sink into the softness and relax there as well. The next sense is sound. So, what is the soundtrack of your home? Again, there are sounds to add and noises to remove. So get rid of your humming devices, oil those creaky doors, and fix your dripping faucet. Eliminate any sound that annoys you or that interrupts you as much as that is possible. I mean, depending on where you live, there will be sounds you can't influence, like, for example, loud neighbors or the garbage trucks in the morning, maybe airplanes and helicopters. So... Focus on those things that you can influence and remove the noises that you can control. For these other ones that you can control, you can consider turning on a white noise machine in your home and you can dampen the sounds that you can't really regulate. Now to the fun stuff. (laughs) Adding sound to your home. Many use specific playlists to get you in the mood that you want to be in. The wake-up list in the morning. The the hype song when you're working out or the focus playlist when you're working. I have a genre or a playlist of pretty much any type of activity throughout my day. When I cook, when I wind down in the evening, when I need a break, whatever it is, you name it. However, as much as I appreciate this and these playlists and the fun that they bring to me or the satisfaction... I also highly value silence, just listening to nothing, simply being still. It gives me a lot of peace in that moment. And another aspect of the sound of your home, that is the spoken word. The effect of using loving and kind words, they will always and forever override any playlist or any annoying humming appliance pay close attention to what is said and whether it's warm and appreciative and creates a nice atmosphere or whether it's loud and dismissive and yes these words also include your inner voice sense number four the taste so what's the flavor of your space This one was the most difficult for me to wrap my head around at first. And now it's one of my favorites. It's not obviously about tasting your place, but the places where you taste. Coming back to our comfy armchair. Is there a place for me to put my teacup and a piece of chocolate? Or do I need to balance it on the armrests and fear that it might fall and ruin my fluffy rug? How about a bowl of fresh fruit on the dining table to support my goals of eating healthier let's take a look at the dishes and snack balls do they bring me joy do i like using them and lastly what about your fridge and freezer this used to be a tough one for me i simply could not manage to keep my fridge organized in a way that i can easily see what i have I don't know why, but it resulted in some foods turning bad because I simply forgot they were there. Now, we have changed the organization inside our fridge a couple of weeks back. 
it's much better now. It's not perfect, but we are on the right track, I would say. And now I really enjoy looking inside and be able to see what yummy goodies it has to offer to me. The last one is side. So I'm not going to say much about the look of your home. So the look of your home can be reflected in your style, your artwork or decor, how you arrange your furniture. However, it's also the cleanliness of your place. Is anything broken that needs fixing? What about those half-finished home reno projects that you started half a year ago? For me, a good example is the lamp in my bedroom. And there is a large space between the mounting of the lamp and the ceiling. Like, you know, the cup that holds the cord and is supposed to be attached to the ceiling? Well, mine is somewhat askew. And there's a gap between the ceiling and the cup. And it's truly an eyesore for me and definitely something that needs to be fixed. So every time I walk into my bedroom, that's the first thing I see. I don't see the beauty. I don't see anything else. I see the thing that is not fixed. Overall, the sensory experience of your home is another building block to create a home that supports you in your goals, that can activate and stimulate your senses accordingly to propel yourself into a future that you want to see for yourself. I love the word homemaking. For me, it means making a homey home. A place where everyone who enters it feels safe and comfortable, where you know that everyone's well-being is at the core of it. I'm not sure if that's what you associate with the word. Maybe it's because I'm not a native speaker and I kind of gave it the meaning I wanted it to have. But creating a great home to me is an art form and it needs quite some consideration and attention. I think... Everyone who has a home can be a homemaker if they choose to. So here are the things that I have in mind. First, the more classical housework activities, as in making sure everything is cleaned and decluttered and dishes are washed and floors are vacuumed and stuff like that. You know, like the regular household chores that we all have to do all the time. Next, I think about satisfying the physical well-being of anyone in the space. And that can mean having nourishing foods on hand, comfortable furniture, finding the best room temperature, or anything that supports you to feel physically comfy. Could be having your yoga mat nearby and the weights right where you need them when you're ready for a workout. Whatever supports you in your physical well-being. And then Of course, there's the mental well-being in my home. I mentioned the loving spoken word earlier, but also I want to make my home a judgment-free zone. I'm still working on that, but I want it to be a place of curiosity, of learning. I mentioned in a previous episode that I love to learn, so I make sure I have access to interesting and inspiring books, magazines, movies, or online courses and I can simply go and grab it or log on whenever I feel like. And then there is the level of spiritual and soul well-being. I try to fill my home with affirmations, with good music, with a space to meditate, with I have a little money altar, whatever it is. So the way I see it, 
Homemaking is the art of creating a nourishing, safe space in my home for me, for my partner and for everyone we invite into it. As well, obviously, as for the environment and the planet to add another degree of intention to it. So in case you have a different association with the word, I invite you to join me and appreciate the love, intention and energy that goes into shaping a warm-hearted and welcoming home. Our homes are mirrors of us and our story. A place which can support our dream life or hinder it and hold us back from achieving our goals or at least make it more difficult. Creating an environment which allows you to focus on your goals and allows you to be 100% yourself is a super important piece to live an aligned life. It changes with us and it changes with our outlook towards the future. After listening to this episode, how do you feel about your home? Does it support you? Does it stimulate your senses in a beneficial way? Let me know what you're thinking and send me a message on Instagram at sunninggreen or just send me an email at lisa at sunninggreen.com. I hope you enjoyed all these insights about home and home environment and everything else about it. This episode is actually part of my signature program, My Aligned Year. It's a year-long journey to your own healthy and aligned living. We have a focus topic of each month and home is the topic of the second month. Last month, we took a close look at personal growth and growth mindsets. So there are different parts of the program and the other parts are shared on my Instagram at Zen and Green and also on my newsletter. You can find the sign up link in the show notes. I love to see you here on this journey with me. If you want to connect or if you have any questions about this, you want to share your thoughts with me or you just want someone to virtually hug you or celebrate your wins, you can find me on Instagram at Zen and Green or you send me a good old email at lisa at I wish you a beautiful day. Bye.